Good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. Welcome to uh, Spiritual Matters Thursdays here at The Daily Huddle. I'm your host, Dr. Monica Ogando. Today we are talking about why, except for this year, why do I keep coming back to Egypt every single year? Some of you know that uh, it is a, a tradition for us to take a group of people to the sacred temples in Egypt uh, around the fall equinox. And with the exception of this year, as you can see, I'm still at my desk. Uh, we, we haven't gone this year for reasons to be disclosed in a minute. Um, but why do I keep going back to Egypt every year and why the fall equinox? Let's talk about it here at The Daily Huddle. Welcome. The Daily Huddle is a growing tribe of passionate people who want to uplift humankind through their work and throughout their communities. We invite you to elevate the way you experience life through rich and inspiring conversations with today's thought leaders. Be prepared to challenge your views about leadership, health, money, spirituality, communication, and relationships. Welcome to The Daily Huddle. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. Welcome again. I'm your host, Dr. Monica Ogando, and um, we are talking today about what is the pull? Why does she keep going back to Egypt every single year? Originally, if you may remember from last year, I talked about it last year, but it was a pre-recorded <laughs> um, podcast. And this year I could do it live because I'm actually still home. I'm still home. So I am excited to have you all here to talk about this because the larger conversation is really about rituals and the things that we do to deepen our spiritual walk, the things we expose ourselves to in order to deepen our uh, spiritual walk. Well, people, I want to talk to you about um, about rituals and uh, what we do to deepen our spiritual walk. Sometimes people have a triggering response to the word rituals because they associate it with negative things. But if you if you really look at the ways in which we live our lives, we have a lot of rituals. We have personal hygiene rituals. We have writing rituals. We have communication rituals with our loved ones. I don't know if you ever. You know, before you went to work, you went and kissed your children. That's a ritual, you know, like that, right? So, so I'm I'm taking my Egypt trips as a jumping off point for that discussion. Uh, one of the reasons why I keep going back to Egypt every year is because around the fall equinox, as we have discussed many times here on this on this um, glorious community, um, the fall equinox is really the beginning of the year from an energetic standpoint. The energy of the last year is is going down and culminating in the lowest point of the year with the winter solstice and then coming right back up. Right. And so um, so we keep going, taking people back to Egypt because my studies have shown me that many of the now huge world religions have their beginnings with Egyptian mysticism. And so, like Mel Gibson says in the movie Payback, if you go high enough, it's always one. There's always one man, <laughs> as he says. Uh, he was actually trying to find, you know, 
the biggest gangster that could approve the transaction that he was trying to approve. But that's another sermon for another Sunday. The point that I'm making <laughs> is that when you go high enough, or maybe in this case, deep enough, you will find the fountain out of which all of this, these blessings flow. And for, based on my studies, that's Egyptian mysticism. And I have found many commonalities in the stories, in the chronologies, in the themes of many messianic characters in a lot of the world religions. None of them based in history, but all of them based on a particular teaching or a particular uh, lesson or theme around our spiritual walk and the destination of that spiritual walk. And so when people are attached to their particular walk, they can't even hear it, that the similarities or, um, you know, the source of, of where things come, et cetera, et cetera. They just, it's an automatic no, right? And uh, my journey when I took a comparative religions journey in grad school and, and later on earned my PhD on comparative religions, I had some friends who used to tell me, don't you think this is going to jack up your journey, your faith? Don't you think you're, you're just going to find out too much and then it's going to, you know, kind of like make you cynical or make you not believe or blah, blah, blah. And my point of view on that is, well, if a little study is going to jack up God's racket, I want to find out about it. But I experienced the opposite. It actually deepened my faith. It actually strengthened my faith because I began to see God everywhere. And I started to admire how cleverly, <laughs> if, we, if we can ascribe a personality trait to, to the divine, how cleverly God has infused herself, himself, into almost every aspect of our lives. You cannot escape it. Uh, it's, it's, it kind of reminds me of, of a psalm of David where he says, if I, if, even if I go to the depths of hell, you are there. And um, so to be able to study that, to be able to admire that, to be able to investigate that, to be able to see the commonalities and the differences, because some of those differences are political, cultural, et cetera, you begin to understand a little bit more about the arc of history of our collective consciousness as human beings, not just your individual spiritual walk. And if you'll indulge me, this micro macro that we always talk about as above, so below, as within, so without, it also applies to our individual walk as a human being, as a person, and the collective walk as a civilization, as a culture. And if you notice, our relationships to our our parents uh, as a, as a baby, as an individual baby, that typically tracks with our collective relationship with the divine. Hear me out. When you are first, you know, here when we find out that Mama is pregnant with you. Some of you may have been a blessing and some of you may have been an interruption, a burden, you know, et cetera, just kind of like, ah, or maybe a source of shame. And when you are in vitro, when you are inside of your mama, mama is God. Because whatever happens to mama happens to you. 
And if mama don't take care of you, you die. Mama literally is God to a fetus, to an infant, you know, especially around labor, right? So mama has to be well in order for the baby to be well. And even though, even if dad is around, you are not minding that man when you are a baby. (laughs) You're like, where is the breath? Where is my skin to skin contact, right? (laughs) So your world continues to be mama, even when you come to the planet, even when you incarnate. And when we start to grow as children, we associate our proximity to mama as our safety and our access to love. Uh, Until babies develop object permanence, they think, if I don't see mama, mama has ceased to exist. And this is terrifying, right? Uh, And so in the collective consciousness of human beings, we see that also in the ways in which we associate nature to divinity. We see nature in, we see God in the rain and the thunder, in the snow, in the changing of the leaves, et cetera. Everything we see is God, 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 God. Just like when you're a baby, everything you see is where's mama, where's mama, where's mama. Eventually, when you grow up, you begin to individuate as a baby, right? And then that's when you get like the terrible twos. And um, and you start asserting your own authority. No, I don't want that dress. No, I don't want that food. No, I don't like this juice. No, I don't baby. And then you throw tantrums and things like that because you don't yet have enough cognitive or emotional management tools to express yourself. And this happens a lot in our collective relationship to the divine when we want to go our own way or when we want to try certain things and something or someone or culture or, or, you know, some mandates, et cetera, are pulling us back. And we think that the way to get love is compliance, right? If you do what mama says to do, you eat your vegetables, you go to sleep, you clean your room, that's how you get love. In the same way with our relationship with the divine, if you follow these mandates, if you do these things, if you do not sin, if you blah, 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 that's how you get saved or loved or, you know, eternal life, et cetera, et cetera. As you grow older as an adult, as a human being, um, and you may, perhaps you have children of your own, you start to see your parents not as these authority figures, but as examples. And that is how in the in the collective consciousness, we have also seen our messianic figures that Jesus or Buddha or et cetera, are not necessarily authority figures, but examples for us to follow, right? And then if you get old enough and if your parents live long enough, not only do they become examples, they become your peers and eventually people that you have to take care of yourself, right? Um, just like it happened with me and my dad when my dad was in his, you know, his, the last year of his life, he became my baby, right? And in the same way, and this is something that people don't really want to talk about, because it requires too much re-engineering of their relationship to the divine. Um, What happens then when God becomes your peer and eventually you take care of God? What does that look like? Hear me out. What does that look like? That looks like when you have a crisis of faith, when you begin asking questions like, why did it happen this way? Why does God allow bad things to happen to good people? And why do people, why do, why does a two-year-old die? Why is that this, that, 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 that? And you start asking questions as though we are eye to eye, as though I have the right to ask, as though you're going to give me an answer because we're talking, because we're friends, right? Um, 
And at some point, we begin to anthropomorphize. Ooh, that's a word, honey. Five dollars is the one that can spell it right and without looking it up. Got your SAT <laughs> words today. We begin to anthropomorphize the divine, meaning we, we begin to assign human traits to the to divinity, making God in our image instead of us in our in God's image. And that's what I mean about taking care of God. <laughs> And so the reason, so again, going back to that jumping off point of going to Egypt every year, it's a reminder um, of not only my own personal walk with the divine, but also guiding other people in, in their walk and deepening their, their walk with the divine. Uh, and so this brings me to my question for the day with you about the ways in which you um, deepen your spiritual walk. And deepen your relationship to the divine, just like maybe you have had a chance to deepen your relationship with your parental figures. It may not be the biologicals. It may be a grandparent, an aunt, an uncle, a cousin, adoptive parent, et cetera, who, who, uh, who took that mantle on of being your parental figures, right? And so, and it's kind of like that sometimes with the with our um with our walk with the divine, there are some people who were not raised by their biological parents. And and they also didn't were not raised in the culture, in the religion, in the spiritual tradition of their lineage. Um, this happens a lot for people who were born and raised in a diaspora, for example. Uh, most people in the Caribbean and in Latin America were raised Catholic. Catholicism is not the religion or spiritual tradition of your forebears. It is the tradition and the uh, of your colonizers. And so already there's a disconnect there. And this is why I say that when I go to Egypt, it reminds me that it always comes down to one. Because even if your spiritual tradition that you were exposed to was something that had nothing to do with your culture, had nothing to do with your your cellular memory of your own lineage. There's, it still gets in there. And this is what happened to me, that even though I was raised Catholic, and even though it was very much like, if you don't do this, then you're going to go to hell. And if you do this, and blah, blah, blah. And eventually I began to question certain things like, really? Is God really like that? Or are you just saying that so that I can be in line and you can control people? I started asking questions and I got thrown out of so many Sunday school classes, child. I got thrown out of so many conversations and people started looking at me sideways. I remember one time on Sunday, my mother looked at me and she was like, could you just please, <laughs> could you just please get through this one hour of one day of one week without causing any ruckus, child? <laughs> and I was like, okay, mama. <laughs> and so perhaps you're in a position or in a place in your life where you're asking questions, where certain things don't make sense to you and you've begun to study or you've begun to investigate or to research better. And let that ritual of your curiosity, of your intellectual and spiritual exploration, let that ritual deepen your intimacy with the divine instead of challenging it. Because let me tell you something from experience. I can tell you like... Ten toes down, like I know my name is Monica. Your questioning does not diminish the divine. It only diminishes the structures and the cultural and political structures that are meant to keep it in a particular way. God is not threatened by your questions. 
And so um, I want to open up the discussion about why do you continue this attraction to the conversation around the divine and how do you use ritual to deepen your spiritual walk? I want to talk about it. Who wants to go first? Who has a thought to share? Well, me, it's the water, like Rashida, right? That is life. And it, it, what it does is it brings to reality how minuscule I am, <laughs> right? Yeah. And that, that's, it's not all me. The ego part gets very diminished, which allows me to completely embrace the almighty, the, the, the power that is, um, that has created all this. Yeah. So for me, when I, when I'm standing at the edge of the ocean on the beach and you can see the sunrise off in the distance and a storm, that's a tempest, right? On the, on the North side of where you're looking and, and nothing but blue, pure, gorgeous skies. And you just think those are two completely different weather systems going on. And I can see both of them from my viewpoint. Mm -hmm. This is massive. This is so much bigger than me. How many trillions and trillions and quadrillions of gallons of water are washing up on this shore and cleansing and changing and mm -hmm. turning? It just, it just puts it in place. It puts it in perspective and it makes me realize um, Toby Mac has a line in one of his songs and he says, what's easier to believe that he doesn't exist or that he created all of this, right? So like, which is harder? Like, can you, did this just happen? So it gives me a good perspective and it helps me center my spirituality and 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 then focus and anchor on who I am and, and the whole grand scheme of it. I love that. I love that. Uh, immediately when you started speaking, Robin, it reminded me of that, that Leanne Womack song. I hope you still feel small beside the ocean. Yep, there it is. I didn't even think about that, but yeah, that's it. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. You're welcome. Rashida, you got something to share. Come on up. Good morning. Good morning, Doctor. When you started this morning, it's it's giving me chills when you mention the topic of the morning. Mm -hmm. And why is because in I'm a and I'm I am on a journey to connect with that divine, my ancestors, my grandma is from Jamaica. Mm -hmm. And trust me, it's breathtaking. Uh, there is thing that is just the feeling of it. Yeah. Two days ago, I went into a cave and there was no explanation. I cannot explain the spiritual connection that happened in that cave. There was lots of bats. Mm -hmm. uh, there was a lot of spring water where sulfur. I'm telling you, it's, it's something that it was touching spiritually deep down there was something speaking to me in that cave we was in that cave for maybe three hours but the connection is that i say to myself that i'm gonna have to start write write it writing down the feeling and the connection with spirit 
from that cave. And trust me, and like um, the ocean, every morning I go into the ocean and I will start from little girl. I would say it's five years old, six years old by my mom. She sit us, each one of us on the, on the bank of the ocean. And she said, you see that there? That's life. And the only thing you can do with that ocean is respect it. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is what I have. When I stand there, I give it honor. I bow to it because that's the power that I feel. When I ground in the sun, my feet, yeah, yeah. I'm like, thank you so much, universe. Thank you so much, Mother Nature. Thank you so much for allowing me to be here, but don't take me away because trust me, they will not find me. All right, right, exactly. That's the respect. I come in peace. You <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> fantastic. I come in peace. I don't want problems. <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, who else has something? Oh, I see. Uh, I see Ron. Come on up, Ron. Yes. Mm-hmm. Where, where is he? That I struggle. That there I you are. Can you hear me clear? Yes. Yeah. It, it's something that I struggle a little bit with. Um, the, 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 the tracking of my spirituality in myself. And, and just like you said, you know, our colonized, um, I guess, you know, the, 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 we, we inherited our religion from our colony. And, um, but one thing is, I don't want to, I mean, I could say the work was done and it's just like, it's, I don't, I I can't relate to the, to reversal yet of it. Mm-hmm. Meaning, meaning my go-to, my go-to uh, spiritual uh, connection is to is my our father is my is my prayer is my is a is a prayer that I've grown up saying sure right yeah so so when I when um I it, it feels like the attempt to connect to a spiritual uh that is more ancestral or that is more um rooted into into uh, uh I guess you know Africa if I want to call it like that or, or you know from my from my ancestor yep. it's it's hard it it's hard because um but 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 then again I understand the power of it but I cannot I mean and lately there's been a lot of a lot of, uh, um, I mean, a press, if you want to say, it, there's been a lot of press or even marketing of that of that notion that, yeah, you know, we have to relate to our ancestral and drop the colonizing um, aspect of, of uh, our uh, connection to spirituality, drop the colonizing aspect. So, so I'm, it's, it's a tough thing, and I haven't really feel the call To do it sometimes, even even in you know, you guys know I paint, uh, and 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 um, you know, I'm saying okay, would my painting 
feel it or or would I be able to feel it in my pain? But yet it's just can't I can't really fall into it. I've seen a lot of guys, I mean a lot of um, and I'm going to take more time. I'm gonna wrap it up. I've seen a lot of friends of mine going into um painting that shows the voodoo, the voodoo veve, the voodoo uh uh you know marking on the ground and all that. Mm-hmm. And I just don't know it and I can't relate to it and I can't feel it. I don't feel yeah. it. Right. So so is this is that something that you search or is it something that you let come to you? And yeah, I think um part of it is I'm, I'm stopping there. So got up and doing the quote unquote right thing, or am I doing it right, or is this wrong, et cetera, et cetera. If there's something that doesn't resonate with you, it just won't, and no amount of exposure will do. And then if there is something that resonates with you, no amount of hiding it will suffice, right? And so it's like your walk is your walk. And if there are some things that don't resonate with you, then it doesn't matter how exposed you are to it or how much people say it's great and da da da. It's just not your walk, right? And then there are some things that when it is your walk, it doesn't matter how much people hide it and how much people minimize it or how much people da da da. You're still going to be drawn to it, and that's what I mean about honoring and recognizing the 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 hints and the and the pieces and the rituals of your own spiritual walk. Um, and this is the part that I was saying about how, you know, God is because God is omniscient or I should say omnipresent, then it doesn't matter whether you get to throw a colonized religion or not. God will use everything, right? And so, um, yeah, so I, I, I caution you to not feel wrong about it uh, because there's no wrong way to, I mean, all of us are going home anyway. <laughs> so it's like, whether you, whether you take Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard or, you know, Peachtree Road to get there. You're still gonna go. Um, and so yeah, so that's what I would say about that. Um, and then stay curious. Stay curious about well, what am I actually saying no to? Because sometimes we're saying no to if I if I go this way, then I'm making my mama wrong and I don't want to make my mama wrong, or I'm making my culture wrong, or I've spent all this time spending all this history or all this effort or all this da 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 and I don't want to invalidate all that work that I've put in by pivoting to something else that has nothing to do with it. So maybe we're saying no to 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 invalidating our effort or invalidating our earlier faith or whatever. And I'm going to invite you to stay curious about it because some of it isn't that you're minimizing it or throwing it away. It's more like you're building on top of it. So it's very much needed. Uh, your foundation and your beginnings, et cetera, are very much needed in order for for it to deepen and strengthen and solidify that work. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little bit more ambiguous, but <laughs> you know, it it does it does remain ambiguous, I guess, is is being part of the conversation uh forces you to to really okay yeah what is in there or what do i need to read that i haven't read that would convince me this is the way to go or that will do a yeah. a, a, a radical transformation yes in me but i haven't seen it and i haven't you know feel it that's the that i think that's the that's the bigger word i want to say is just a feeling it you know since i don't feel it i just just no feel don't 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 um let it manifesting into me so but mm-hmm. 
yeah interesting conversation yeah good stuff good stuff i appreciate your comments on this because um the the idea of feeling it also right sometimes sometimes depending on where we put our focus on there are some folks that are like well that doesn't make any sense and then they completely ignore um physical reaction or intuition or emotion etc and then there are some folks that are like well I, i'm not paying attention to academics or history or whatever because it has to be a, a thing that i feel so either way <laughs> right you're ignoring us another hemisphere of the brain as it were right i'm inviting you to take everything in not just the history and the academics and the paper and, and documents and sacred texts and things like that but also how do you feel in your body how does does your stomach turn when you hear certain things are you you know is there a, a visceral reaction do you feel like you're coming home or does it feel like strange or whatever follow that because that's also information that's also data it's not to be ignored. Oh, you're muted. I can't hear you. I say it's definitely something to deepen into. Um, and, and I, you know, if I may take a few minutes, my strongest, I would say, spiritual connection has been with my brother. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when my older brother passed away, uh, I did feel that there was something that he was doing that that is um incomplete and i i i really actually sees his and that's what i i actually uh became became fully self-expressed um with my art is really i think that's where he was himself and that's the that's the only I would say the only spiritual connection that I could relate to from um, from something you know physical that I knew, you know, because I didn't know my grand my great 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 grandparents or whatever, you know, my my I didn't know I know they existed, you know, as mm-hmm. far as getting tracked back is to my grandmother, um, but but. You know, that one is like connected physically with me and I knew it, I lived with it. And that's the spirit that actually I have connected with. So I'm like, you know, that's probably one step as far as, you know, um, connecting with a spiritual being, you know, ancestor. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. I get emotional about it sometimes. (laughs) <laughs> juicy conversation i so appreciate everybody staying a little bit out, out, outside of our 9 30 so that we can have this discussion fully ron thank you for playing with me on this and uh yeah. deeper more into it appreciate everybody thank you everybody for being here see you next time the daily huddle we agree that the best way to kick off the day is to adhere to patty dabrowski's seven principles for having a happy body sexy skin a laughing spirit and a rewarding life give give of your time your full attention and of your unique talents move move your body to keep it feeling energized and alive eat mostly plants plants are the purest fuel to help you reach your full potential each day sleep Sleep is how the body repairs itself and readies us to give us our best every day. Stress less. 
According to John Perkins, stress is just a problem without a solution. Choose your solution and dismiss the stress. Laugh, laugh out loud. From your belly to your chest and with your head tossed back, you will fire up your endorphins and bring more energy to everyone around you. Love, most of all love. With your words, your thoughts, your actions, power them with love and watch the way you experience life elevate to all it can be. We thank you for joining us on The Daily Huddle. We are a growing tribe of passionate professionals seeking to inspire a new generation of leaders. Until next time, go out and share your unique ability to impact the world. See you next time.